This is Adventist World Radio broadcasting in English from Pune. Hello and warm welcome to you as you join us. In our program today, we have music coming to you from Heritage Singers and Jody Melashenko. A story on Little Orphan Lamb. Thought for the day is taken from God's word on the topic Teens and Jesus. I'm Maureen. I'm Sharad. And you are listening to the Adventist World Radio, the voice of hope. To begin here's a song God's gonna bless his children You've been listening to a song by Heritage Singers on Adventist World Radio. And now, our friend Helen Charles will tell a story on The Little Orphan Lamb. I am here to tell you a story, and I know you will find it very interesting. On a cold day in the spring, a shepherd called William found a dead lamb in the field. Its mother was standing over it calling ba ba wondering why her baby couldn't get up William moved the mother sheep aside and picked up the dead lamb he didn't know why it had died but he had an idea that just might make the mother sheep happy again 
You see, one of William's other sheep had twin babies, but for some reason she didn't want to feed the littlest lamb. Whenever it would come up to get some milk, the mother sheep would run away or kick it. She only took care of the bigger lamb. The shepherd could have fed the little lamb with a baby bottle, but since he had a mother sheep who needed a baby and a baby lamb who needed a mother, he decided to make both of them happy. This is how he did it. As soon as a lamp is born, the mother sniffs it all over and remembers its special smell. No other lamp smells like hers. If any other lamp but hers comes up and tries to nurse, the mother sheep will kick at it or run away. The baby has to cry and run around until it finds its own mother. Only its own mother will let it have something to eat. William knew that the mother sheep had smelt her lamp before it died. He had to put that special smell on the little orphan lamp so the mother would think her baby was alive and again and would let it nurse. So he cut the wool off the dead lamb, draped it like a coat over the little orphan lamb and carried the baby sheep to the mother. She sniffed the wool and seemed unable to believe that her baby was alive again. The mother sheep touched noses with the lamb. Then the lamb tried to get some milk. At first the mother sheep moved away. Next she sniffed the lamb some more. Bah! The little lamb cried as it tried again to eat. But the mother wasn't sure. It took several more minutes of careful sniffing before she finally stood still and let the baby nurse. Before long, the mother sheep knew the smell of her new baby and William didn't have to keep the wool coat on the lamp whenever it was time for it to eat. And so a little lamb who needed a mother found one because another lamb died. Jesus is called the Lamb of God. He died so we could go to heaven and live forever. Now we are a part of his family. Thank you, Helen Charles, for a nice story. You are listening to The Voice of Hope from Pune, India. For more information about our program, do contact us. Here's our mailing address. Adventist World Radio, Post Box Number 17, Pune, 411-001, Maharashtra, India. Time to hear another song by Heritage Singers, We Are All God's Children.
Hello and welcome friend this is Sharad with you again on AWR sharing God's word on the topic Jesus is with us even to the ends of the earth My dear friend the resurrected Jesus showed him his wounds and the flood lights filled Thomas's mind with truth he couldn't restrain his reaction he did not only called Jesus lord he had likely done that many times before but he called him god that doesn't flow easily from one human to another only a crisis of soul can lead such to a, such a conclusion thomas had such a crisis he had doubted the resurrection and then was confronted with the incarnate word it blew his head my dear friend the same thing happened to paul on the road to damascus initially paul didn't know whom he had seen but he knew enough to call him lord acts chapter 9 verses 5 and 6 the response must have been staggering i am jesus whom you are persecuting like thomas it blew paul's mind Dear friend, this world isn't very comfortable with God men. We've only had one, the only one, and he didn't fare too well in the public opinion polls. Neither have his disciples. We've had a hard time convincing the skeptics that there really are holes in the hands and feet, and that there really is dazzling Lord. who can appear to his persecutors whenever he wants many in the church are not exactly comfortable with the deity of jesus either teacher helper healer prophet and such titles are generally not a problem even lord seems to fit but god himself in human flesh a rabbi in the middle east a couple of millennia ago we said we are not sure we want to go that far the story of thomas's moment of truth is noteworthy because of jesus's silence on the subject of his deity thomas calls him god to his face and jesus never corrects him john chapter 20 verse 28 says my lord my god angels who are mistakenly uh, worshiped in scripture correct their worshipers but not jesus he let it go he let it go because thomas wasn't wrong his moment of truth was entirely true and that's critical for us to grasp we can't worship the father in truth without worshiping the son maybe it takes a crisis for the soul to get there but we must jesus is our god in the flesh and that blows our mind my dear friend this psalm is about the messiah and it emphasizes a solid biblical theme from the call of abraham to the praise of uh, revelation god's kingdom is a worldwide promise His heart is global in scope 
Worship is appropriate in every culture, every language, and every corner of this planet. God has a holy agenda for the ends of the earth. Psalms 2 verse 8 says, Ask of me, and I will make the nations your inheritance at the ends of the earth your possession. My dear friend, let that sink in and then ask yourself a question. Why is it that you can go to a backwoods village in the forbidding mountains of Bhutan and find icons of Western culture but no church? Why does the new glow of soda logos shine brighter than the image of the cross? Why do so many of the remote citizens of this world know the name of our tennis shoes but not the name of our Savior? Our message is more compelling than soft drinks and sportwear. It changes lives more drastically than blue jeans and pop music can. It is more profound than our advertising jingles. And yet our quest for a global market is driven as farther and faster than our quest for the global salvation. Perhaps it is not our fault. Logos and songs have fewer enemies than Jesus does. There is greater resistance against a gospel of repentance and grace than against a gospel of pop culture. American idols don't demand a radical change of heart. Jesus does. The obstacles to his mission are great. My dear friend, even so, there must be more we can do. When we read Psalms 2, the worship our and worship our Savior, we must be struck by the magnitude of our apathy. His heart extends to the nations, does ours. His mission will not let him rest until every lonely gothard in every remote village is reached, will ours. Corporate executives have figured out how to saturate their market. Why haven't we? My dear friend, these are hard questions. Many Christians have a heart for all nations, but not one that will sacrifice anything to see the Savior there. But a heart that really loves Him will be passionate about His mission. Are you, my friend? First Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9 says, Eyes have not seen, nor ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of man and things which God has prepared for those who love Him. My dear friend, Jesus doesn't leave us on the wrong side of the door because it is of Him that we anticipate heaven. The hope He gives us is not due to our good character or service, nor because we have earned the right to enter heaven. No, we will see our Savior only because of our faith in His supreme sacrifice on the cross of Calvary. My dear friend, when we reach heaven, we will understand the far-reaching implications of 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9. Eye has not seen, nor ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love Him. My dear friend, God opens the windows of heaven to those who open their hearts 
to him god bless you as you open the door of your heart and invite him to rule your life god bless you dear listener let's pray our loving father we thank thee for life and we believe you are resurrected savior of each one of us may we believe in your promises may we have faith in your leading may we share this good news of salvation through faith in jesus christ to many in jesus precious name we pray amen Bro 
We trust that you've been enjoying our programs. The Bible says education starts at home and the book of Isaiah states the father shall make known your truth to the children. Isaiah chapter 38 verse 19. Dear listener, before anyone else has a chance to educate your children, we need to educate them about God. God gives us children for a time to train them in his way. to love them and to teach them how to follow and obey that brings us to the end of our program but for those of you who want to learn more on god's word are welcome to write to us on adventist world radio post box number 17 pune 411001 maharashtra india that is adventist world radio post box number 17 Pune 411001 Maharashtra India You could also email us on amc3 at vsnl.com That's amc3 at vsnl.com I'm Sharad and I'm Maureen signing out from Adventist World Radio Do remember to join us again Thank you for being with us today along with your family and friends. So until we meet you again via radio, we wish you goodbye and God bless you. God sent his son. They call